Drake. Oh, the nigga that got bodied by Pusha T? Oh, I tried to have The nigga that was trying to hide the world from his child and the child would hide from the kid? What the fuck did I just say? <laughs> the nigga from the generous? It's clear we're already drinking. Because <laughs> Aaliyah wants to challenge my um oh. my standism for certain individuals, but um Welcome to another trip at the rodeo, um, of the madhouse, the asylum, whatever you want to call it. Um, welcome to another rendition of um award-winning series that I like to call. Why well, I ain't won no awards yet. Um, who raised any of these hoes? Okay, you a hoe? I know you are not. Better don't. Um, a show about pop culture, LGBTQ plus culture, and also self care, better known as mental health. My name is Lonnie, and as you can tell already, I'm here with my resident co host, Aaliyah. Hey, as she has tried to dub herself Soldier Girl at this point. Drake, young Draco, go to the corner. I ain't going to no fucking corner. You do what I say, damn it. Okay, I'm I am the parents. I'll leave you here by yourself. Right. You, why are you all, So you want to take me back to the strip club, Stevie? Back to the pole you go. Back to the 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 pole you go. Back to the pole you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, it is an okay day. Weekend. Of course, we all, us as black people, we acknowledge the excellence and the achievements of Martin Luther King on a regular basis. So for us, though, yes, this is a day off, we also reflect on the greatness, the excellence, and the dreamer that was Dr. Martin Luther King on his day. Let me know his birthday was last week. So I think we should start with how our weeks were. Um, I have to admit for a moment, um, my depression and anxiety was winning last weekend. It was no easy way to put it. It was a rough start to it was a rough week. Oh man. Um it's just Tell um, it. especially emotionally that I am dedicated Tell to it. my wellness journey. Um one of the breakthroughs that I had for last week was I found a therapist. So I am waiting to get the word of when I can make my go in for my first session. So I am determined to getting control of my mental health and also understanding that it's not going to be an easy road, but it's a road that has to be taken. Yes. So yes. Um, besides my week, I think no one had a worse week than Aaliyah over here. Oh, God. Girls, tell me about let, your week, man. Let, let's, oh, God. Do we have to? Yes, we do. No, we don't. Uh, I just know I'm I'm looking into going to therapy. I, I don't even want to think back or relive to this week. Like, oof. Let me tell you something. Therapy, there's nothing wrong with seeking help to know and get things out of your head and get in a better space. That is so true. It's, it's not, per se, something that anybody wants to do. But it's something that you have to do, especially if you went through some shit in your life. Therapy is not something that you want to just dismiss like it didn't happen or it's not going to happen. Therapy is something that should be a requirement 
for anyone, no matter what you went through, especially if you went through a traumatic experience, mm-hmm. if you felt less than at any point in your life, or just bottling things up. Because I'm trying to tell y'all, Jesus and Oprah is not something that you want to try and mm-hmm. self-diagnose yourself with. You want to seek professional help. Yo, and shout out to good friends who like try to keep you on the path and keep you focused. Like, definitely shout out to you, Lonnie, for just texting me with all this sunshines and rainbows when I was in bed feeling like straight trash. And I was like, bitch, you should just end it all just today because ain't nothing going to happen. But I'll be damned. He'd come through like, like clockwork, bitch, get up. It's a new day. We are going to have fun. We are going to have fun. And anything that, listen, the one thing I pride myself in, because I I can have a bad day, but I always have to remind myself that that day doesn't equal a bad life. You're going to get through the day just like you're getting through your life. Mm -hmm. So for her, it was more so, girl, we going to have fun. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> shit is always going to be bad, but we're going to have fun in the process. Yeah, we're going to be on the broken homeless tour in a minute. <laughs> so, the child, I don't know about homeless, but broke, absolutely. Um, let's phase right into the timeline. So, this week has been rather interesting with y'all and y'all's remarks. So my timeline is kind of going to draw into the actual thread for this week. Um, <clears throat> hold on a second. It's sip time. Oh, I was sipping before that. Okay. So it's Monday. So I'm starting with a slightly fresh um, timeline. First of all, I want to do something for Black Excellence, but I can't call it that because, of course, the read has that title for their Black Excellence section. I'm going to call mine the Black Effects. Ooh. Yes, God. Come through. Aesthetic. Yes. Yes. So, the Black Effect. If you have listened to the Carter's Everything is Love, you know that's exactly where the title came from. Um, Camila Harris has officially announced on MLK Day that she is running for president for 2020. I don't trust it. Why don't you trust it? I don't trust it. For why? I mean, after this, this, this president, it just... It just feels like you're in a really bad relationship and then when you finally get out of it, you gotta breathe for a little bit. I don't trust it. But she's a sister running. That don't mean shit. Why are you acting like this? Why, why are you like this? I'm just saying. I'm just saying I'm a little bit more jaded than the average voter. So I feel like I just gotta breathe for a little bit. We gonna see how we gotta see how sis do. She gotta, you know, be in the field, but she can't do that 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 same democratic pandering where your campaign is so focused on black and brown people and then when we vote your ass in office because let's 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 be real black women we gotta do everything we gotta organize y'all and get y'all information uh. and when we vote y'all in you'd be like oh yeah you know thanks for the votes um i'm gonna go over here with i'm gonna go over here with the rest of them so like i said i'm probably one of the very very few of black women who are like I gotta give this a little bit of a well she got a little bit of a breather well a lot of people feel the same way about Rock when he ran but we gave him water yeah but so Rock didn't come out and say that he wasn't black you're so right about that but I'm gonna let you rock I'm gonna let you rock because it's a lot more that we gotta digest so um congratulations to her I'm looking forward to see what your what 
thinking process you have toward policies and all those different other things that are important. And anybody, and I do mean at this point, anybody is better than Tiny Tot, Tater Tot, Agent oh, Orange, God. whatever you want to call him, um, the wall monitor. Oh, that's a good one. That's a you know, we, we a month into the shutdown. And you know, it's funny because I was looking at my Facebook feeds. You know how they do the memories? Mm. And I saw that just a year ago, we mm. were in a shutdown. Funny. Isn't it crazy? Funny. But you know, his people won't forget that when they try to pull his ass back in. And then, uh, oh, huh. speaking of that, we can go into our next topic. So, Belle Calise, better known as Cardi B, made a video on Instagram where she spoke about the government shutdown and how scared she was and how basically everyone said that Barack also had the government shut down for 17 days in his one of his terms. I believe it was the second one or the first one. I forget. He was the second. It was the second. So, she pointed out quickly he shut the government down until they came to a decision on health care. This man has shut down the government for a wall that anyone can climb over, might I add. And let's be real. These immigrants don't come in through a wall. They come these on niggas planes. got tunnels. They come in on planes, boats. You name it. Literally like the Thanksgiving video. But um, so Tommy... Uh, not nephew Tommy, not um Tommy from Martin, but just get just go, just just walk out the door. Just, I, just I, walk out I, the door and I stand am, there for five minutes. I you am got, I am quite nephew comfortable. Tommy. I am quite comfortable. Dead ass. I am dead nephew ass. Tommy, nephew Tommy from hey. the Steve Harvey morning show. You going to hell with gasoline drugs on? Listen, in the words of Lynn Whitfield, I vacation there. Ooh. So. Mm, she came in and with the tweet, and the two of them went back and forth on Twitter. But I remember Belkhalis quickly reminding her, um, I will dog walk the shit out of you to remind you not to fuck with her. And that's why Belkhalis is in an entire mood. And they went to the Women's Day March that they had. I forget, I think it was in DC. If it wasn't DC, it was in New York, but I think it might have been across like major cities. And a lot of them had Cardi B signs. <laughs> So I kid you not. So do not be fooled. I need y'all all to stay woke. There's a lot going on. It's real serious. I saw a lot of people starting to give to the um, government workers that are going without pay at the moment. A lot of them were giving, um, giving away like toiletries, actual food items, etc., so on and so forth to government workers. They just had to have their ID. This was the one I saw was in Philly. Also saw George W. Bush bring in like pizza to the government workers that were going without pay at the moment right now. It's just it's a lot, and unfortunately, this all could be resolved, but Tiny Tot just ain't letting it happen. Yeah, you even got people that's getting ready to lose they they food stamp benefits, they they food section eight mm. section eight. Like I think the people just got their their February payment for their food stamps, and they like, the, well, said, um, literally yesterday, they got. They like, well, we don't know what's going to happen till after this because they only funded through February. Mm-hmm. And people who got Section Eight housing, they getting ready to run out by the end of February too. Yeah, because if not, you're going to be responsible for the whole month's rent. Yeah, and then like they they told landlords to to dig into their reserves. Like, who has reserves? Like. Do they not know how hard it is to save for the average person? True. 
Like, hell, I got two jobs and I can't even save a, a damn job. As soon as you save one, some shit come up. It's more of the problem that I have is everything that is not being said. Um, for all of my people that are working for the government, a lot of them, I feel bad for you because I wouldn't even go a month without pay. <laughs> I wouldn't go a month without pay. No one with common sense would go a month without pay, but when you work for the government, you have no choice. And it's like, yo, what do you even do? And especially with the majority of people who are just who work day to day, mm. we're all one missed paycheck from financial ruin. One missed paycheck or one emergency away from fucking up all your finances. Talk about it. Okay, I listen, I had to make a decision between either paying my rent or getting my car out of the body shop after my accident. And that was seven fifty, and I didn't have it. That was more than half of my rent, might I add you. Yeah, everybody just ain't got it. Like you talking about some oh, that's why you're supposed to have six months reserved. And for who? 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 Okay, yes, you're a billionaire, but no people that live paycheck to paycheck, you'll be lucky if they got more than five hundred dollars in a savings account. I wish I could say that much, girl. Don't feel bad because you ain't alone in that struggle. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Anywho, we're moving along. I'm tired of talking about Tiny Todd and his um, forgetful ways. Um, so congratulations to Tom, uh, to Tammy Rivera and Waka Flame, and Waka and Waka Flocka Flame. Child. They have they've officially um, renewed their vows in the actual wedding ceremony. If you follow them when they went on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Um, they got married at a justice of the peace. So I am just elated that he gave her a ring. Not only did he give her the ring and the wedding that she deserved, he also gave, gifted her daughter a ring and made the same vow to, to their daughter, um, to Tammy's daughter as well, which, you know, Waka is not her biological father, but he is a father figure in her life. So congratulations to them. And I wish them all of the best. Leah, do you want to add on to that? Um, not really. I mean, I'm watching them on um, Marriage Boot Camp, and oh. child, that is just a mess. So, speaking of Marriage and Boot Camp... Mm. <laughs> oh, shit. What did we get ourselves into? Uh, so, Future has made the news this week. Oh, hell. He, you know what? He needs to leave that girl alone. Leave her alone. But you know what? Future is the type of nigga that he likes to control his women. And that's just one woman he can't control. And he gets so mad about it. See, this is the thing about Future, right? He um recently went on, as we all know, he's getting ready to release The Wizard, which is an album that he is currently pushing to get out. He went on an interview for about the 10th or 20th time to speak about his the one of the one of the mothers of his children, which so happens to be Ciara. Um, if y'all remember, a few about a a couple years ago, Ciara put a gag order on Future, so he couldn't talk about her anymore. So Future has officially found a loophole to all of this, and 
has found his way to speak about her. And I'm looking, I'm looking right now. Hold on. I want to get, I don't want to just misquote this. Hold on. I'm looking for the recording. Give me a moment. Shooby doo. Here's my waiting music. I want to hear my waiting music. Shooby doo. Do it, do it, Shooby doo. Are you judging my singing capabilities? I've been you all day. I don't even know why you act like this is new. My, I have Grammys to solidify my vocal capability, and you're just upset about it. I know you, you fucking. I know you just did. You better don't. You showing off for this microphone, and you just don't need to do any of that. Well, listen, I keep that. Unlike Cardi, I keep that same energy. So. <sighs> I just saw the one where they resurfaced the clip of what she had to say, which, okay, here we go. Boom. Y'all ready? Let's get into it. about the kid 
if I won't say the kid, that's disrespectful. Little future, then let it be about little future. Don't drag Ciara through the mud every time. Then now you call her husband's masculinity in the question for no reason. <clears throat> and now, you know, it's so crazy because everybody says, oh, masculinity is not built on, you know, putting women down in the subjugation of women. That's what, what you're it doing. It really is. Because look, here it is. You have these two men, Russell and, and damn, I was about to say two chains. Um, and Neva Dias. Who the fuck is that? His real name. His mom ain't named him that. Yes, anyway, she did. Look, she Google did. it. I'm not Google is your friend. Anyway, Google is your friend. So you have these two men, Russell and Future, where Russell takes care of Sierra. He's, you know, he's a gentleman. He's a he's a great example of what a husband should be to a black woman, especially a black husband to a mm. black woman with black children. Mm. Now you have Future, mm-hmm. who's what? Got every got every pussy in there, just whatever. Getting all of them pregnant, and he's supposed he's the standard of masculinity. Who said that? Well, no, he's the, he's the face of masculinity to some people. Toxic, in, in, compar- in comparison to Russell, who's looked at as a pussy or less than a man because he treats his wife with respect. So that means the same respect that. Women demand from men. Come on with the truth and walk is with not, it. Is not a standard mm-hmm, to them. Mm-hmm. But you have women who are also willing to not be respected, which makes it harder for women to demand that same respect. See, this is my thing, right? I feel like the problem that I have with Future is Future is the epitome of an angry black woman. I'm going to sit my tea on that. Future mm. is the epitome of an angry black woman because how old is little Future again? Ain't he like three, four? Hold on. Hold on. He can't be no older than five. He's not. But I just want to see something because the last time I checked, the last time I checked, little Future is up there in age. So... Last time I checked, hold on. Um, <laughs> Futures I am. Little Future is four. Your son is four years old, man. Your son is four. I'm going to say it again for the children in the back. His little boy is four. You and Sierra have been separated for going on five years. Y'all haven't been together. When she wanted to be with you, you wanted other women. He has this complex that I can't stand of, oh, you know, you're supposed to, like, I'm good with all my baby mothers. Like, basically saying, so you had them get pregnant with your child, made them give birth to said child so they could basically continue to be obedient to you. So they're pawns and not actual women that have the right to live lives. Did you think that she was going to stay with you? Did you think she was going to tolerate the disrespect that came with you? Because the last time I checked, you cheated on her. And she made it perfectly known. You cheated on her. And you cheated on her multiple times. So 
she moved on to someone that wanted to do, that genuinely wanted to be with her. And she stated she tried to introduce you to Russell and you weren't receptive. So how the hell does that transpire to the current day that you never had the opportunity to even meet Russell that supposedly after they got married, she wanted you to meet him? Hmm. From what I understand, she wanted you to meet him before they got married. And you said no. So why are we still talking about this? And doesn't Future have a gag order um, that Sierra issued him about a year or so back to stop talking about her? Every time he puts out a project, he ends up with a question or something outrageous that he says about her. But yet she's the washed up star, but you continue to talk about her. She's washed up, but you're still talking about her. She's moved on, got a whole nother baby, lived in a whole different state across the country from you, and you're still talking about her. She moved on. It's that control. It's that control. And that's why it's hard for a lot of men like Future who need women to need them. Mm. Which is like you see a lot of the other baby mothers are pretty much dependent on him. They go back to him for everything. He has access to them. Where Sierra was like, okay, I see what you want. Cool, I'm out. And she has no reason to come back to him except for her, except for their son. They don't even see each other. They use his mother as a mediator. Exactly. So uh, it's like, okay, this is a woman that I can't control. His mo- They use their parents as an intermediate between the two of them because that is that is that broken between the two of them that they cannot see each other. That's how broken it is between the two of them. And and that's how it is. That's what's Future's problem. That's a woman that doesn't need him and he knows that and it bothers him. Because every time he's given an opportunity to talk about the kid, and about the kid. He's talking about, about her. He talks about her. He it could be like nobody. We all sitting quiet. Sierra's a bitch and she does, like, Russell does whatever she tells him to do. Like, nigga, nobody asked you. Last time I checked, they've been married for a couple of years now. They even got a baby together. Why are you so concerned? Because that's the one he can't control. I mean, he got, what, seven baby mamas? He trying to kill the last one. I don't know about, about all of that, but that's the one he cannot control and that bothers him. So we're going to move forward. Hopefully they find peace and some type of serenity to this situation because I'm pretty sure a gag order is going to be issued now on him talking about Russell Wilson. Mark my words. I said it and I mean every bit of word of it. You said what you said. And I ain't changing on it. Nah. So here we are. What is next? Because y'all was talking a lot over the weekend. Oh, your, your friend Cardi. Um, we talked about her. I, I briefly went over that. That's a good enough. A good enough for me. No shade. Um, oh, let's get into this. So it the line besides the lineup for the, the actual Super Bowl has been issued because you know we're a couple weeks away from it. Um, they announced who is going to be singing the national anthem. Oh Lord, Gladys Knight will be singing Nash, the national anthem and Chloe and Holly will be making an appearance as well, singing America the Beautiful. Now, for you children, okay, I need to speak to y'all because it's serious. That's trying to drag Gladys Knight for actually singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Grow up. 
Last time I checked, Gladys Knight was one of the few artists next to Aretha Franklin that actually was on the walk and actually was a part of the protests and the marches right alongside Dr. King. She has a right to now do what she wants. And everyone's like, oh, in support of Kaepernick. Half of you, and I said this before and I say it again, majority of you lost sight of why Kaepernick did what he did to begin with. He started to kneel and protest the people that were consistently dying due to police brutality and police profiling. Why on God's green earth do you feel the need to want to attack Gladys Knight for saying that? Yes, I will sing the national anthem. That's her decision. She's a grown woman. That's auntie of the struggle. Why would you sit here and say, oh, she needs to basically not accept the gig as well out of solidarity for Colin Kaepernick? Is she actually putting on an actual helmet, some gear and a jersey going out on the field and acting like she's going to actually perform with them at the Super Bowl as an athlete? If the answer to that question is no, then I suggest we leave Gladys alone. Speak on it, because that side lets you know that you think differently. Just speak on it. I don't know. I guess I view a lot differently. I'm thinking of the whole thing with Colin Kaepernick is is heavily rooted in what Gladys Knight has been through. Right. You know, you have people who have the money, who have the social connections to try to make things better as far as police brutality and getting them to listen to black men. But then it's like, okay. We are the same black men that are being killed in the, in the streets. When I take this football uniform off, I'm still a nigga to a cop that goes, that's going to pull me over. See, this is the thing, and this is why I hate getting into this topic, because I have actual family members that are in law enforcement. So I know that the cops actually exist, and I know there are also cops that abuse their power. And that's what we see a lot in a lot of situations where we see the names that become hashtags because their lives were taken for no valid reason at all. Just because they might have questioned why they were being pulled over, why certain things were happening, which they technically have a right to ask these questions. You have people that fear darker skin, fear people of color. They automatically will sit here and believe, oh, because they question my authority and I don't know what they're about to, what's about to transpire, let me shoot them. When they're just trying to get home. <laughs> and that's just the reality of the situation. So I will not sit here and feed into the narrative that you have, like all cops are bad because I don't believe so. It, I, that's not what I said, that all cops I, are bad. There, there, are, there, there are those who, who do abuse their authority and there's a, those are there. There are those who are good ones. I know people whom I served with in the military and I have known since I was a kid who became cops. That's Great right. people. Great. I sound like 45. Anyway. L- don't. He is not allowed absolute, in this house. Absolute great people. But sometimes we have to pull ourselves out of what's going on mm-hmm. and look at how we fit into this into this dynamic that the country's going through right now. So when I, I'm thinking they look at it like this, I'm still a black man. When this uniform comes off, that don't mean somebody's gonna recognize me. That means 
I'm still a black man somewhere and this cop is stopping me. Now, I don't know if he's going through a power trip or he had a bad day. And I just happen to question why am I why am I being pulled over? Right. Why am I being detained? And you go on some some sort of power trip and now it's your word against mine. Mm. And God forbid you kill me, my word ain't gonna make it at all. True. So that whole idea is rooted in what Gladys Knight went through. So to me, it's okay. At what point do you think about these black men and women who are being killed by cops? At what point do you take yourself out of the situation and say, it could be me at any time? That's something to think about, people. Take that with your, take that with your glass of wine. So, I mean, I don't mean to be a contrarian just to be a contrarian, but we have to also, and see, you know, a lot of the the whole NFL thing did not come to fruition of the way a lot of people thought, because still, because niggas still watch football. Me and Ed, we completely canceled that shit out the house. He's a Rams fan. The Rams are going to the Super Bowl. He's happy, ecstatic, but is he going to watch it? No. Because he and I, we spoke about it. And we pulled ourselves out of that and we're like, okay, well, we're a black man and a black woman. Yes, God. What's gonna stop us what's gonna stop us from becoming that next story? Or the next hashtag. Exactly. So what else do we have here on the decade for the actual timeline? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Um we spoke about future and that girl. Okay, so Fuchsia and that girl. So we'll talk about Ciara girl. Um, so if you pay attention to the social media feed that I have for WRYH podcast, a bot was released by the um, Ariana Grande. It's called Seven Rings. Um, it's a little trap beat. It's cute. It's a change of pace for her, especially if you listen to the majority of her music. You understand it. It's mostly popish. I guess now they're going for a more adult approach to her to her marketing. So she released a song on Friday called Seven Rings. Now, it's a bop. Aaliyah doesn't agree with me, but let me hit finish before Aaliyah goes on a tangent because I know it's coming and the, fi- the way that face is set up, there's wine in the freezer, darling. There's wine in the freezer and you know where to find this wine cups. I know, I need drink. <laughs> is this my plan? Um, no, that's one I drank from. Look up top, open that um, other one. Other way. Shaboom. There you go. So, the song was released and in the, in the freezer, in the freezer, darling, in the freezer. I, I, I heard you <laughs> so um she released seven rings now right at, right afterwards about three artists came to her questioning where the inspiration for seven rings came from stole it from a black woman you can get out of my caucasian home right now um the first is Princess Nokia. Princess Nokia released a song. I'm forgetting the name of the song and how old it was, but it does sound reminiscent to Seven Rings. Um, not just, not only did she re- um, release something saying that it sounds oddly familiar, also Young Draco, better known as Soulja Boy, that we're going to get to in a moment, um, also called her a thief because the song sounds reminiscent of Pretty Boy Swag. 
But the most notable person that is claiming that this was stolen is 2 Chains. Now, unlike Princess Nokia and Soulja Boy, 2 Chains has two validations as to why he feels like this was stolen. The first is actually his song, Ride Around and Getting It. If y'all need a reminder, I'm riding around, I'm getting it. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. It's mine, I spent it. It's mine, I spent it. What is mine? I spent it. Hey, it's mine. I spent it. Okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and also, for the video for Seven Rings, which was shot at a lavender-lit home, it looks pretty reminiscent of the trap house that he had when he um down in Atlanta that caused some heat for it to get shut down. Ariana has responded that it is not plagiarism and that hell, especially in the case of Princess Nokia, is the same song about a weave, let alone a white woman admitting that she wears a weave. Bitch, that's not the same explanation. I don't, I don't, Okay. So, I'm sorry, it's still a bop. And unfortunately, the one argument that I have about this, nine times out of ten, if you are an artist and you release any material, I want to say, past 2005, 2006-ish, nine times out of ten, you're seeing something that's recycled anyway. Niggas steal from everybody all the time, B. That don't justify it, but niggas steal from everybody all the time, B. That's facts, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still bopping it. I don't care. It's not canceled in my book. Neither is Ariana. We're going to take a quick recession break. Okay. I need to refill my cup. She got to have some more wine. And we will be right back. Today's episode of Who Raised You Hoes is sponsored by La Marita. Yes. They ain't, paid, they ain't paid me a damn thing, but they sponsored today's show because the aura is of them. Juice. <laughs> the way as, to get drunk when you're broke. Shaboom. <laughs> and as per usual, please keep with the conversation. WRYH Podcast is the handle on Facebook, Twitter, as well as Instagram. Please continue to like, rate, subscribe to the show. Give us commentary. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want to hear perfected on. All of that good stuff. I want to thank you all for the new ratings. Keep it up. It helps us go higher in the rankings. And let's get back to this good old-fashioned show. And Roll we that are beautiful bean footage. Oh, hold on a minute now. We bet. <laughs> we are... Roll the footages. We got the footages. What was the question? What was the, what was my question? What was the question? I was just adding. Child. Anywho, we're back. Yes. Yes, queens. Yes, God. Yes, ma'am. So we're back. And... For the actual thread, it's a little bit deeper than I would be willing to admit. Um, so this past week, um, Young Draco has been making headlines all week along with his Gucci headband show. Um, Ooh, somebody said that one to ten years. <laughs> Young Draco has been all types of in the news. Um, and it ain't because of news. So, first, he's going around, first of all, marketing this game council called, I don't forget the name of it, at the very moment. So, he's been promoting it to, it's supposedly his license and everything, however, Nintendo has taken legal action against him, um, which he's saying is properly licensed, but he couldn't get into it for some odd reason. That's either here or there. So, he went on a breakfast club, and this now 
viral moment has turned into just pure comedy. I'm gonna play the clip. Let's play it. Me personally, why? Because he was locked up. Yes. Okay, I was locked up too. They came up with a number one record. The Drake beat. Uh, yo, look how he yo, Meek Mill ain't beat for Chris Brown and was in a box and with Floyd Mayweather. He beat with Drake, the biggest rapper in the world. week um young draco better known as soldier boy has been on a rant um and it started with the breakfast club interview that we just played where he was referencing that basically drake took his whole beginning of his career from soldier boy um also he specified like a lot of things that a lot of people were not giving him credit for um it was a lot of it was a lot of interesting things, but then the shade room came through with the receipts of proving everybody, proving everybody that Social Boy is actually a national treasure. Now I'm gonna have an ignorant moment. I'm gonna have a nigga moment, okay? A nigga moment. A nigga moment. Okay. Soldier Boy is not a legend. Soldier Boy is a pioneer. Yes. Soulja Boy is a pioneer because regardless of the joke that he is in current day, you have to understand something. Soulja Boy was also the youngest person producing his own beats. Soulja Boy was also the first viral challenge sensation. Soulja Boy was the first hip-hop artist that was that was actually featured on YouTube. He was also the first artist to be featured virally on all social media. This is before Instagram, before um, before Facebook, for all those different things. But we were just on MySpace. We were talking about Soldier Boy. Don't ask why. Don't ask how. Then, also, he before FaceTime became an actual thing with Apple, would kiss me through the phone, he would invent it single-handedly FaceTime. Let's be perfectly clear about something. He is a pioneer. He crawled so you all can walk. If you want me to be truthfully honest with you, Soulja Boy is the first SoundCloud rapper of in existence. In the words of Crystal West, Auntie Crystal. Yes, God. She says words mean things. And those things meant something. And now I'm going to say it again so you can so your spirit can receive it. Mm. Words mean things. Mm-hmm. Now... Because we throw around certain words every day in society, it cheapens the meaning of the word. Like when it queen. takes you, stitch you a little bit. Just do your Googles, find a, find a word that fits, and use it. Yes. Now, we gonna get into that that whole thing again when we talk about Cardi and um teriyaki chicken, but um. Um, sauce. Do so with, sauce. with the with the whole legend and pioneer thing. Words mean things. Now 
for people who are of the 25, 30 and up-ish. Yes. Legend means a lot different to us because Mm -hmm. the younger ones use that word like white people use salt and pepper to season their food. Now, um... Why is my hair so bad right now? A pioneer, you've had a hand in it, but you weren't a legend. You're... Legendary means your music stands the test of time. You've had a hand in it. Do I need to stand you, you for a moment all, you to understand? You got all the girls and the men's under your wing. Nobody he only me. has one out of those three. Now, can I go back real quick? Um, yeah. We will be cranking that soldier boy just like we swag and surf until we are literally seniors at this point. We will be sitting here saying, turn my swag on, pretty boy swagging. And when we are uh, when we are seniors, now you know. I hope they have a DJ that plays that at the Millennium Tour when we go. I want them to play so bad. I want to crank that Soldier Boy at the Millennium Tour. I want to do all of it. I ain't gonna say all the things. You. All the things. I want to go back to my little wretched eighteen year old self. Let me explain something to y'all also about these interviews, Joe. He also went on. Everyday struggle, and I think this one was more significant than the Breakfast Club interview that went more viral than Everyday Struggle. Everyday Struggle tried him severely when he was there about the gaming council, of course, getting everything cleared so it's actually legit. Um, one of the things that they did mention, um, one I forget the girl's name because she's not important. Um, she's not until they do right by Joe Button. I really don't know them to be honest with you. Everything you gonna do, everything you gonna do, it's gonna go wrong until you do right by me. Everything. So she asked Soldier Boy, um, because he basically admitted that he made a couple million off of like a couple pre-orders because they were pre-ordered for like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now, the thing she asked, it it baffled me because I think I want to read for a moment. Can I read? Can I pull out my biblical verses? Do, do I need to pull out my, my biblical verses? Lonnie over here babysitting talking about something you want to read. I want to read. I want to pull out my little... I'll put it in the refrigerator, child. It's not going to cry. Um, I want to pull out my biblical verses with my little reading glasses. I want to read real quick. Open the library. Child. It is, not everyone can read here, though. So, <laughs> this woman had the nerve to ask him, why do you own so many businesses, though? listen any successful black entrepreneur that you know any entrepreneur in general let's not let's take race out of this real quick any entrepreneur that you know don't just own one business they own multiple okay you didn't ask this question to some to the likes of russell simmons jt diddy you can even add Nas into this equation, so on and so forth. You didn't ask these men why do you have your hands in so many different things. It's called because when one income starts to dissolve, they got another one to lift off of. Why would you ask him why does he own so many businesses? Because he don't want to be broke. Like, you don't want to be broke. Anybody in the entertainment industry does not have one stream of income. Hmm. 
They never do. Common people like me and her. I work, I have a full-time, a part-time, and I Uber on the side. Aaliyah is also active military, so not instead of just having a full-time, she also has to go to service at least once a month. And twice in a year. Two weeks in a year. So why would you sit here and think that someone can be like, oh, why do you own so many businesses? Why do you have so many streams of income? Why? I need to understand this. We will continue to go out of our way to fund and support non-people of color that are entrepreneurs, but we will not support our own. Like, how does that work? What? How does that work? Because I was in the middle of a rant before my doorbell or got until my door got then knocked why don't on. You listen back to I already did. You was already on a roll. We were. And now you're making the role look and appear to be work. You know what, Aaliyah? You can just cut that up. No, I won't. This will be the monster. Uh, it won't. Cut the previous two seconds out. I'm going to actually keep it because I like leaving the flaws in the episode to begin with anyway to show you the things that I go through with this woman over here. Y'all niggas like flaws anyway, so know what? Let's go. I'm not taking anybody with a flaw, okay? What? I'm not taking anyone with a flaw. You're not taking anyone with a flaw. I'm not. So you know your listeners are listening to you. Do say this, right? I am. Do you realize what you're saying? I am. You are of sound, sound mind and body right now. Body and soul. Yes, and you big Anywho, so as y'all heard, I'm sorry. I had my building people come. I put in a request to get something fixed, and they fixed it while we were recording. Hi, everybody. I'm extra fat. I don't care. Hi, everybody. Suck it in. You better don't. So, uh... Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. We recording. But um, I bring up Soldier Boy to bring up another topic. Um, supporting black businesses. Um, as we all see a lot on social media, um, especially like Instagram and stuff like that, we see that um, we don't support black businesses enough. Um, I want to say about a couple of weeks, ago, I was pleasantly surprised when I ordered um the twisted up comb. Um, it's this wonderful, wonderful invention. It looks like a little tennis racket, my dad. Aaliyah sees it. Um, Aaliyah sees it, and um, that is something we gotta talk about. Aaliyah saw it, and it's this little invention I did because I was tired of the curl sponge because it gets annoying and it gets full of oil and grease and stuff like that. But that's so, what sponge is supposed to do. Shape. I mean, I use the, the sponge on Ed, on Ed's head because my hair is too long now, so. Um, because he got his little Albie shortcut, and he think he could find his nigga out here. But you know, he not, right, but he not you know, real. I gotta knock him down a few pegs sometimes. So, that's a, but that's because you know he he chocolate skin, but you know he he chocolate skin. Me and the same complexion. What are you talking about? <laughs> then they got that light skin syndrome. <laughs> okay, we are the same complexion. I hate when people be like, oh, but like, I got told by Instagram the other day, well, you're not dark. Look at you. I got told by Instagram the other day, you're not dark skin. I'm like, you're not. I, I'm, I, listen. Unless you are Wesley Snipes, black or darker like me, you ain't dark skin. Listen, I'm dark skin. Let dark skin be reserved for us who are dark skinned. I'm of a black complexion, and y'all are mad about it. You are a, a quiet book of brown. I'm almondy. No, you're not. I'm almondy and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Almondy. 
Mm-hmm. But I ordered this little combing up brush and I was pleasantly surprised by how quick I got it. I ordered it on a Friday, right? And it came from California, first class via the post office. I got it Monday when I got home from work. Baby, I don't know what a sponge is anymore. I love this thing. It turns this fro. And I, all of a sudden it goes from fro to let yourself glow. Yeah. Don't don't quit those singing lessons. I'm gonna sing it in the fashion it was on Coming to America. And you're gonna do it. Speaking of coming to America, we gotta go see the movie. But we also gotta go see little. We need to buy tickets. Anyway. Yes, we do. But speaking of um movies let's go to a documentary real quick while we're speaking about soldier boy but let's touch on um black businesses real quick real quick we have to be better at supporting them and believing our entrepreneurs and supporting their dreams and fueling them even Mm -hmm. because we don't get that many people that want to be an actual entrepreneur anymore we just get people that chase clout and love to uh how do i put this properly they don't like to do the work so we need to continue to support our black owned businesses. And if a brother is out here with a dream, y'all better support that man. Because there's not that many brothers that actually still want to dream this to this day. If you put that camera any closer to me right now, we're gonna fight. Anywho. So speaking of entrepreneurship, there's one more thing that I actually saved for the thread on purpose. Um Recently, over the weekend, two documentaries were released um, in regards to the Fire Festival. Ooh, Chile. I need a sip of wine because my nerve, my anxiety kicked in at one point. Ooh, Chile. First of all, I don't even know this guy's name. What is his name again? Who? The guy that, that organized this whole thing. Billy McFarlane? Billy. Whitey McWhitey? Billy. <laughs> so, for those of you that are not familiar with the the now infamous Fire Festival, it was a festival that promised a luxury vacation festival package in the Bahamas with a promising of several high end musical acts. Now, the Fire Festival became a trending topic on social media due to the fact of the lies that were being told in regards to the Fire Festival. The documentary disclosed exactly how much of a mess it was before the actual spectators and basically the participants or the attendees that were taking place in the actual festival knew how screwed up it was until they actually got there. It was a bunch of white kids, so I don't feel sorry for them anyway. No, some brothers in there too. Uh, they probably they was probably part of that little one piece of that one percent, so I don't feel sorry for them either. The one person that was getting grilled the most when it came to the Friar Festival was Ja Rule. Ja fucking Rule. I, you know what? There was a part in it that I was watching. And we're going to go back to the way I said that Auntie Crystal said. that Words mean things. Now, I'm going to hit you with this hot sauce. So, they were on a call after Fire, Fire Festival failed. And Epic they fell, man. Wait. Before we get to Ja Rule and how his words meant things, can we get to the shenanigans that were the Fire Festival before we get to Ja Rule and that phone okay. call? Okay. So, they were promising these the impossible to happen on this island. And I'm not going to stop. Let the, me get... the timeline for it was that they bought the island in February 
and they wanted the festival to start in April. Two months before the festival. Now, even the guy who helped invest in it said, if you want a festival of this proportion, you need to start fundraising 18 months out. 18 months is a year and a half. 12, he said. I'm well, assuming he said 12. He said 18 months. Okay. He said, you need to start doing this 18 months in advance. So, not only did you try to rush that, you rushed it into a point that you put people's safety, their health in jeopardy. They had no bathrooms. They were coming as they were coming onto the island. They they had the mattresses out and the night before they got there, it, it rained. rained. The mattresses were soaking wet. The mud on the island was seeping into the tents. And you had hundreds of white kids, which I don't care about. You had hundreds of white kids there and they it was like Lord of the Flies. Literally. Like they were fighting over mattresses. They were using they were urinating and everything outside of the damn tents. Like nothing was set up. Everything was a disarray. Nobody there was no sense of organization when it came to the tents. Like it basically was for like grab a tent while you can and take it while you, if you can get it. Then Mind you, the investors that were investing in Fire Festival, they were basically saying that this was going to be a problem. It was one person in particular that even started a website dedicated to showing the people that there were problems with this festival and all of these niggas and they did knew, not pay attention. They knew during the planning phase that this was going to be a disaster. Even the guy who was bringing in the water, the alcohol. He was basically running the numbers of how much everything would cost. And it cost him, what, $36 million. But then when he really looked at things, he's like, okay, so where are you going to place bathrooms? Where's food going to go? Where's the people going to go? And you're advertising for this huge beach party, but the beach is five miles away from where they're sleeping. And... You're on an island, which means you have a bunch of drunk people on an island. Somebody's bound to stumble in the water and drown. You have no fence, no barrier to keep them away from this water. Now, this is a public safety issue. Then, fucking then, when the first drove of concert goers came, they were basically held captive because they still were not prepared when they got there. They were held captive at a restaurant for six hours that was actually the idea it's like no just send them to the bar and they was drinking people had bottles of tequila and shit can we do the thing that gets us to the thing like right now because then you gotta keep in mind and then he sent an email blast trying to extort more money out of people by getting them to get those damn wristbands and then they knew when they got there because they saw blink 182 which is one of my favorite bands from like childhood they, they pulled out. Tweet and it was like, yeah, no. They pulled and out. And everybody else that was scheduled to perform was like, yeah, no. no. So now you have you no musical acts. The whole point of having the festival in the first place. The musical acts. Your all your musical acts backed out. All of them, because none of them, and they were saying this. 
None of them got any type of money. When you are organizing an event, for those of us that may not know what happens when you do like a festival or an event or anything of the sort, for a musical act, they need a deposit. You need money to make money. You, They are not going to secure your festival or even the fact that they have to perform there if you're not giving them a deposit. None of them were paid. Because they people and themselves can't expend that energy for free. They can't. Like, you had Migos. At this time, this was like Bad and Bougie days. Like, Who's this, that was, bad bougie? I was bad, bad bougie. this was like what 2000 <laughs> this was 2017 this was like bad and bougie days just about yeah so you were not going to secure them if you did not pay them you had them you had k Shinada, you had blink 182 you had a bunch of musical acts that you did not pay you didn't give them a dime of money and you thought you could pay them on the back end by the people who paid into it and that never happened you took the money and used it. You had close to $30 million. Not even that. You had people on your team sacrificing their dignity. To this get man Do you was remember willing when, to perform when dude, sex he was to like, get water. He said, I was prepared to suck dick to get them to release the water. To release water! Water, people, water. I was like, well, darn. I need loyalty like that in my life. I was like, shit. And he was prepared to do it. He took a shower, had mouthwash, everything, drove up there. The guy didn't want it. But, like, look at the Lord. And he said, I'll release it. But I don't need all this. And then, can I go back to my words, mean things here? Please do. Go so, ahead. When it all failed, because the one thing that brought the entire festival down mm. was when one kid posted that picture of that styrofoam takeaway box with, with cheese toast and, and, a a and a dollar store salad. That, I'm like, did y'all not just spend, if not close to, well over a thousand dollars to had be there? Black ass, I'd have had to find somebody to fight because that wouldn't be it. And I'm going to let you in on this one because I watched the other one on Hulu. He, Billy, royally fucked up. So you know how he was selling all the villas and stuff for the for the big influencers? Right, like the Kylie Jenner some and of them, so forth. Some of them he had, they were able to get into their villas. But the people that he bought the houses from, he lost their keys. He put them in a box and he lost the keys. No. He lost these people's mm. keys. Oh my god. That means anybody can go inside their damn house. Lost the keys. So, now you have that going on. Then now you have these people who you're have, who you supposed to have in villas. And now in a villa you don't have access to. Now they have to fight for a tent. And they're influencers. The it people that you want there. Terrible. So... You know, now these people are finding their ways out, whatever. The the island has to handle their own, you know, their own airport for so many people, more people than they've ever had to handle at one time. Not to mention the second droves of people that were supposed to come in ended up getting stuck in Miami. And they turned them back like, because the other people were coming in. So, yeah, it's just a big ass. In mess. the wake of it, 
You had these black people on this island mm. who have worked day in and day out for you to get your, your festival off the ground, which didn't happen, which wound up being a major clusterfuck. And they weren't paid. They never were paid. The restaurant where you held those people for six hours, they were never paid. And the woman who was the owner of the restaurant spent her savings to pay her oh. workers $50,000. And someone started a GoFundMe for her. Yes, to give her her money back. over 120 k at the moment. Which means she's going to get her money back because she was really some. hurt. She was really hurt that she lost that money. And especially for people on the island, number one, a lot of us go to vacation there, but let's be real. Their economics there is more is actually lower than here. And it's like really reliant on people coming there and spending their money. Right, because if not, they have none. So it's like with like it just it did a lot. Now following the oh, actual That's event, what I was trying to get to. Following so, the actual events. They had a call about what was going on because now everyone's back in the states they're getting the backlash on social media mainly twitter and the software engineers behind fire behind the actual app itself one of them said okay well you know we lied to the customers about what they were getting that's fraud so, Jarul's like, no, 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 we won't we'll call, call it, it fraud. fraud. We'll call it false, false advertising. advertising. Nigga. So, when I heard that, I stopped and I was like, what? Nigga, that, that's, that's what fraud that's is. That's exactly what fraud is. So, when you go to jail, you don't what? get held, you don't get charged on false advertisement. You get charged on fraud. What is going on? Y'all are going to jail. Period. But then, I don't know. Because it seemed as if once Ja Rule was named in it, he wasn't mentioned in it anymore. I think he gave him $100 and a pack of cigarettes just to get him off. Because you know Ja Rule ain't got him. He don't, but here's the thing. Cause you notice after the after the aftermath, they did not show his face. Mm-hmm. That I guess he had it put into it like after everything took place. Do not show me because remember everything that they had was pre-recorded from and the actually leading up to it. The face of it. You were the face of Fire Festival next to Billy. But the problem that got me was, mind you, after he came up with fraud and after the class action lawsuit for a hundred million dollars, which they won, by the way. Um. You try to do it again. And mm-hmm. this time around, just like you did with Ma- with um, Magnesis, if you watch the documentary, you know exactly what Magnesis was. You tried to sell luxury events to people like a meet and greet with Taylor Swift, Coach Ella Ticket, so on and so forth. There were flaws in all of this. Because one, everyone that is supposedly a fan of... um unseasoned chicken, she doesn't like meet and greets. And on top of that, how are you going to offer tickets to Coachella and they haven't even announced the actual lineup yet? Hello. So you have to sell Matt Gala tickets and they're not even sold. You can't purchase Matt Gala tickets. You It's invite only. Anyone knows this. It's invite only. So you got caught with that shit too. So here's what actually happened to Billy McFarlane after all this happened. He's Whatever. In jail. 
He's in jail for six what? years. He's got another business. What do you mean? He's got another business. How? He's teaching musical entrepreneurship in prison. And they got sound boards and full full blown iPads. How? Watch the documentary on Hulu called Fire Fraud. It goes way more in depth than it does on the one on Netflix. Uh-huh. Yeah, he has a whole other business. And it's like they said, you know, con artists only know how to do just that. So when they get caught for one thing, uh-huh. you know, okay, yeah, they do their time, but that's their addiction. They come back to it. They don't really turn their lives around. They just find better and smarter ways to do it. Now, the problem is Billy was not only sentenced to six years in prison. He also has a lifetime ban on being a corporate officer or even overseeing a company, which is baffling to me that but he that has another business. But that doesn't stop him from still putting people as the face of something else like Nick Tribble with the New York VIP access thing. He's behind it, but someone else is the face on paper. Child. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray for him and his kind of ways because he deserves every bit of change he gets. Mind you, everyone else behind fire for um fire fraud behind fire festival, they all can't stand him. So it is what it is, child. Um, we've ranted and raved enough about supporting entrepreneurship and even catching entrepreneurship fraud at this point. Aaliyah, I think it's time for our self care tip. Self-care tip. Yes. I wasn't ready for that one. Um. Um. Lean on your friends. Hmm. You know, I've, you know, while Lonnie and I have both gone through a hard week. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lonnie has been there for me when I was waking up feeling like trash and just not motivated about the next day you know sometimes you have to tell your friends the hard parts about you know depression I haven't talked to anybody but Ed about you know attempting suicide twice mm-hmm. but Lonnie and he's like no we're not gonna do that like you know even though I'm in a bad place too we're not gonna have you in that spot lean on your friends and sometimes you don't know what that friend is dealing with either. So sometimes just kind of prefacing your issues with, hey, can I talk to you about something that might be a little heavy? Are you emotionally ready to receive me? Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what that person could be going through mm-hmm. and you place that on them and they're not ready for what they receive. So if you let them know, hey, I got something heavy on my mind. Are you ready to receive me? And you have to be, and as the receiver, you have to be honest on whether you're going to receive this person or you're not going to receive this person. True. But don't ever feel obligated to receive that person. Just say, you know, I'm not ready for it right now because my mental health is a little you know, is a little underwater, but you know what? Is there a less heavy way we can talk about it? Mm-hmm. Is there another way we can come to a solution? Mm-hmm. Because while I don't want you to feel this way, 
I want to still be that friend that's going to be there for you. So all around, lean on your friends and make sure that they're mentally able to carry whatever you let them know. The one thing that we have to learn to remember is, like she said, you don't know what that other person is going through. You don't know another person's journey unless they tell you exactly what's going on in the midst of their journey. But you have to be, I've learned in 31 and a half years at this point, you have to be the friend you would want someone to be to you. Though, yes, we both had an immensely challenging week. I wouldn't want someone, though they're in their own space and in their own head, I don't want them to feel like I'm only concerned about me. And that's it. Like, I don't, the one thing that you can do, especially to someone that's going through something as far as their mental health, is continue to be their friend. You may not be or be able to identify with them in that moment in time what exactly what they're going through, but know and understand it's not something easy for them to even come to you and open up about what's going on with them personally. It's more so being that friend. Some people aren't meant to be a friend. Some people aren't strong enough to handle someone with a mental, well, with something as far as their mental health, whether it be depression, anxiety, bipolarism, schizophrenia, whatever may have you. And even though schizophrenia is the heaviest of them all, please don't understand. People are making time to ensure that you're good along with making sure that they're good at the same time as well. It costs and it takes nothing to be a real friend, but to be an empathetic friend when one of your friends is going through a situation or in a rough patch within their life, continue to be their friend, lean on them, Tell them you love them. And like I tell Aaliyah just about every single time that we go through an episode, we're going to have fun. And that's it. Period. And that's it. That's all I got to say. You know, it might be some more voice. That's all I got to say about it. Because <laughs> I don't have a pretty much sums up today's episode. We are pushing an hour and 15 minutes. We have to end it. We have to end it. It's time. Ah. We rant and raved, even with the thread, though we were talking about Soldier Boy and the shenanigans of involving him. He's still a pioneer. Respect him as such. Um, Billy McFlair, uh, Farland, whatever his name is, he's trash. Ja Rule's a con artist, so I don't care what anyone says. Man, I bet you that's where Joanne the Scammer came from. Because she, I instantly thought of Joanne, like, Joanne is home taking notes, honey. Please don't understand. I ain't waiting for 50 Cent to watch this documentary, No Shade. I wasn't watching it. Troll Ja trashing himself. He's trash, but he's the, he's bold trash when it comes to trolling people. <laughs> he gonna get his ass shot again. Listen, he's trash. And this time the person ain't gonna miss. I listen. I'm not doing that. <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> Anywho, I think that's all we got for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, please continue to like, rate, subscribe, comment, continue to rate us, especially Apple Podcasts, to puts us further up in the rankings. We are pushing ten reviews and then five stars so also want to take a moment out i'm going to have a moment to celebrate myself while Aaliyah is here i told Aaliyah, but i'm going to also tell you guys we have officially reached over 500 streams of the podcast 
So yes, I am. I do keep tabs on who listens and where. I'm proud to say that I actually had a listener come to me from Germany. Oh, um, I had one in France. <gasps> I have yes, I have one that was actually in California too. So I yes, look at you <laughs> come on podcast. All right now, all right. That's all we got. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will see you guys next week. Peace out. Ciao for now.